enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with my sidekick, my co-host, Mark Phelan. Hey, Mark. How are you, doctor? I'm doing great. Today, we are going to be answering some listener questions. Yeah, we've been getting some very interesting questions. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's fun. So keep sending us your questions because we like having your questions to answer. Let's just get into it. Sure. Let's just do it. Let's read this one first. And this one is from a man named Mark. I can't give my girlfriend an orgasm. I've never had this problem before. So I think it might be something wrong with her. How do I know if it's me or her? And what can I do? I mean, that's a good question, right? So first of all, let's just talk about the way he writes this question. I can't give my girlfriend an orgasm. I mean, right there, you're in trouble, Mark, Mm -hmm. right? You don't give someone an orgasm. So we are all responsible for our own sexual pleasure and our own orgasms. You could be, not that you are, but you could be the best lover in the world, and she still may not have an orgasm if she is distracted in some way. Maybe she's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It could be you just it's not the best fit to begin with in more ways than one. Well, it's oral sex. Oh. Oh, no, he didn't say oral sex. He didn't say oral sex over there. <laughs> I just assumed. Why did I why did I assume that? I don't know. Yeah, so you're saying you think it might be about his size? Not just size, it's just the the fit literally of of two people together. Maybe they've just did not jive that way. You know, you could go on for a while and sometimes you have great sex. Oh, by the way, there were two bottles of wine involved. Those kind of things. And all of a sudden as time goes on, maybe the reality comes in, maybe she was faking it. Well, certainly I'm going to say if he's never had this problem before, so I don't know know, how many women he's been with. Maybe he's only been with a couple of women. Maybe he's been with 200 women. Women do fake it, especially when they're younger. So we don't know. We don't know what is true. And there's a little bit of a little slight touch of uh, ego there and say, I've never had this problem before. How do you know? Have you got signed affidavits? Has someone uh, sworn testimony here? You don't know. And look, an orgasm is a wonderful thing. We all love having orgasms. But it's not the main reason we have sex. The intimacy. Well, intimacy, but even pleasure. And if you're working so hard to give an orgasm, have an orgasm, if you're so focused on the orgasm, it really takes away the whole point. You're not really going to be having a whole lot of fun. And guess what? You're not going to have the outcome that you want. So I'm going to say, Mark, the first thing you need to do is relax. I'm also guessing, obviously there's not that much here for me to go on with your question, but I'm guessing that you two aren't really communicating very well. So find out what it is that she likes. I mean, do you know? And have you had that conversation? Is she able to tell you how she likes to be touched or where she likes to be touched? And maybe oral sex might be the answer. Mm-hmm. And know, also, it doesn't say how long they've been going out. And when did they start having sex? If it's just one time and he's figured I'm striking out, that's, that's well, foolish. Yeah, it's his girlfriend. So I'm guessing they've been seeing each other a little bit. But the reality is that 
approximately two-thirds of women don't have orgasms through intercourse alone. So if he's talking about intercourse, I mean, that right there might explain it. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with him or her. I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with either one of them. There's probably something wrong for them. One, that I think he's trying too hard. Uh, Two, that he might be trying through intercourse and maybe not, we'll say, stimulating her in a way that she enjoys being stimulated. Oral sex is usually a great way for a woman to experience enough pleasure to have an orgasm. Maybe she hasn't had an orgasm in her life. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that can get in the way of that and really being distracted. So when we're trying, when we're concerned about what our partner is thinking or doing, when we're feeling self-conscious about our body, when we just don't feel comfortable for many, many reasons, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be relational. So there's so many things here that come into play. But I'm going to say the first thing you can do, definitely spend your time really just moving slowly into the sexual experience. We could call that foreplay or sex play, but it's really about focusing on pleasure, not just on giving her pleasure, but really just on your own pleasure, being in the moment, having some fun, take that whole focus off of orgasm, let her know that you're not focused on that so she can relax. And chances are, she will have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. And if push comes to shove, get a vibrator. Vibrators are a great way for women. That's a very interesting way you frame that. Push comes to shove. Get a vibrator. (laughs) Shove, vibrator in the same sentence. Yeah, then it would be a dildo that you would really want. But a vibrator is a great way for women who haven't had a lot Mm -hmm. of, we'll say, experiences with orgasm, feeling that in their body. It's a way that they can see what that feels like and feel more comfortable with that. It's kind of a little bit of a shortcut. And it's not cheating. It doesn't mean that she doesn't need you. It's just a way to amp up her level of arousal. And it can be really enjoyable for you both. And then the fact that you're that considerate, that you want to try different things and take your time, that's got to score points. Exactly, exactly. And and I also have to say on that note that it's really wonderful that you are concerned about her pleasure and her orgasms. It's just when you make that the focus and you start feeling bad about who you are, thinking that mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you or that there's something wrong with her, that doesn't feel good for anybody. And that's really just a shortcut to disaster when it comes to the, we'll say, sustainability of having an enjoyable sex life. Right. When you're having sex and you're both feeling bad either about yourselves or each other, it's just a matter of time before sex is going to either decrease or become non-existent. And we know it happens all the time. Really, what I'm going to say to do is one, take orgasm off the table and have a conversation and say, I really want to make sure you're enjoying yourself. Can you please show me how you want to be touched or where you want to be touched? Mm -hmm. And definitely, if you haven't given her oral sex, do that. And you might find in nice and slow, take your time time, have some communication, and forget about the trying to give her an orgasm. And whether she has an orgasm or not, your sexual experience will be much more enjoyable. Well, also you're going to ascend to a new level of communication in the relationship too, is the fact that you're now talking about it. This is something that's going to be there for the rest of your life. As far as that communication, you want it to be that open and yeah. say, and all of a sudden she may realize maybe there's certain things you haven't done that you can do. And now because you've opened the door, wow, look at this. And then let's face it, you're going to benefit from it too. 
Yeah, it's definitely a good skill. And, you know, there's two types of sexual communication. I believe we talked about this, but you want to be able to talk about it while you're not having sex, you know, maybe while you're having dinner. Tell me the things that you really enjoy or the things that I've done or things that you would like me to do. And here's what I would like having those kinds of conversations. And then there's also the communication while you're actually in bed together. Now, how would you broach a question? And I'm the guy. I'm going to say have, you've had an orgasm, right? I mean, in, in course of taking care of business when you're single by yourself, how have you done it? Now I'm going to be get some insight that she is doesn't have anything medically or physically wrong, so she has had knows what an orgasm is. Well, maybe I like the question. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would change about it is to not be assumptive that she has had an orgasm. That's what I'm saying. That's the reason I pose the question to see what as an expert your idea of how you pose that. So you're not, it's no, nothing judgmental or confrontational. It's just question because if you have, how did you do it? Exactly. Now I can try and start doing the same thing. Yeah. It's a really good question. Yeah. Have you had an orgasm before? How did you do it is a great question. I love that. Good. And she might say, well, I've had an orgasm alone. I can do it alone, but I've never had an orgasm with a partner. Great. How did you do it when you were alone? Wouldn't surprise me if it was with a vibrator. Sure. It's like, great. So let's go get a vibrator. Right. Yeah. That could be and a great can, question. Then you tie it all in together and then you know, here's the, the end game. I can always use this method and then she will have an orgasm. Then you take that off the table, like you said, and then reduces the stress. And you go from there. Right. And if she doesn't have an orgasm, that's okay too. Because when a woman feels pressured to have an orgasm and she's trying to have an orgasm and she will feel that way if she knows he is trying to give her one, we can feel it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. So when you alleviate that pressure or that desire to give her an orgasm and just focus on the pleasure and let her know, don't worry about having an orgasm. It'd be great. I would love to do what I can to make sure that you're enjoying yourself, but it's okay if you don't have an orgasm, then chances are she actually will have an orgasm. So you do really need to take away that that focus and that Mm -hmm. pressure. Now, should you also preface the the initial conversation of saying, you can tell me anything, anything about it. Say, for instance, he's been watching too much of these ridiculous pornos where the guy's just slamming away. And she doesn't like that. That does not do it for her. Right. You got to be open-minded enough that you're trying to find out about her. You got to be resilient enough that if she says, I really don't like the way you keep just going for it like that. Okay, let's work on something together so we go into the next plane together. Yeah, very good. I'm glad you brought that up, right? So if you're going to ask the question, in other words, you want to be able to hear the answer. Because if you ask the question and she gives you an answer that you don't like or that feels uncomfortable and you get defensive or reactive, it's not a safe place anymore for her to speak up freely. And that goes with with any question. Exactly. And you can, all these issues can be worked around. If you happen, if you orgasm too quick, she's not even gotten into second gear yet. No, you're done. Okay, that could be an issue. Okay, let's work around that. I mean, at least you're going to be on a different uh, wavelength. And this is why communication is so it's important. Fabulous. I mean, it really is important. Well, let's I'm face it, s- you're sitting around, probably it's a nice glass of wine, nice candlelit, put on some music, and you're talking about sex. Guess what? That's a good thing. Exactly. And you cannot have sustainably a great sex life without communication. Bingo. It's, it's really an impossible thing. You might be able to pull it off a couple of times. You know, you have all the, the newness and the excitement going mm-hmm. for you. But to have a really great sex life and a really pleasurable experience, communication is a big part of that. And it can, like you said, be fun. Mm-hmm. It can be exciting. It can be erotic. And it can be 
fun and we want to have fun. That's what sex is all about, right? I mean, obviously it's about connection and pleasure, but we do want it to be fun. We don't want it to be work. And think of how nice it is to know that there's someone who cares that much about you, not only to give you pleasure, but that you can that be that more intimate of talking about these things. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows that you are, that you are a good guy and you want to make her happy. But when it becomes more about, Hey, I just want to make you happy rather than why aren't you having an orgasm? It turns into work. It's like a job. (laughs) Yeah. And you definitely don't want to say, I've never had this problem before. Yeah. That's a good start. (laughs) All the other chicks I was banging had no problem. What's going on here? Yeah. It's a great way to just warm her up. (laughs) You don't want to go down that route. Okay. Let's go to our second question. This one's from a woman. Her name is Marianne. I've been dating a man for almost a year and I really like him. Gilligan? I had no choice. (laughs) No, Marianne would have been with the professor anyways. So that's true. Yes. Uh, almost a year and I really like him, but he's horrible in bed. Other than that, he's perfect, (laughs) but I don't want to spend the rest of my life with someone who I can't enjoy sex with. What should I do? Yikes. Uh, What is the definition of horrible? Exactly. What makes him horrible? That's what I would really like to know. Uh, it's interesting, right? There's so many things that could come into play, but again, we're going to go back to communication. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we could make up things of what would make somebody horrible. What I'm going to say is what makes it horrible is it's not enjoyable for her. And that could be for, I mean, you know, a lot of different reasons why it's not enjoyable for her. So what should you do? It sounds like this guy is somebody who is worthwhile and you really like him. Now, look, I do believe that there's something about chemistry. Maybe you two don't have chemistry. That could be. But I do think that we can usually find ways to enjoy sex with one another. So what you need to do, Marianne, is let him know what you would like to be different. So let's just say he's not touching you in the way that you like, or maybe he's not going down on you. He's not doing things that you would like him to do then you can make those requests and you can go back and listen to our sexual request show, but make those requests of what you would like. Now, let's say that he's coming too quickly. You know, chances are maybe he is nervous. He doesn't really know any other way to do it. Mm-hmm. You can try doing different things before you have intercourse. You could do other kinds or experience other kinds of sex play. You can engage in oral sex, a little dry humping, some, you know, some kissing, some manual sex, spend some time there with one another. And I think you'll find that even if he did come more quickly, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And it doesn't mean sex has to end because he comes right. also. Right. Now, let's say he's not able to sustain an erection. I mean, that might be what's going on. And those are things that usually are, unless it's a medical issue, which it can be, mm-hmm. uh, but if he's, you know, relatively young and healthy and that has been ruled out, it's probably anxiety. So again, you could be old too. Well, have to be could, young. could be old. You're right. You're right. Although, you know, there's lots of older guys out there who mm-hmm. don't have any trouble either. Uh, it really is about experience and understanding how your body works. And I don't know, again, who this guy is or what's going on, but there definitely is a conversation that you two can have about how you can, whatever is going on, find a way to find some sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, if it's really bad and you've tried everything and you've, you know, you've talked about it and you've let him know, but he just doesn't listen, I'm going to say, well, then maybe it's not just, it's yeah. just the sexual piece. Then then the kind of uh, 
The gray area is when someone says he's perfect otherwise. Right. I'd like to find out how long they've been going out and how long they've been having sex. Just for no, if it's been one or two times and now she's not happy, it's one thing. But if she's been dealing with a couple, three months of having just some lame lay, you know, that's, that's, they got to have a conversation. Right. So it sounds like there's not been a conversation. And the fact that she calls him perfect. You know, maybe she's exaggerating, but obviously nobody's nobody's perfect, right. uh, and maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe he's trying so hard to be perfect. Well, that's the flip side. Can you imagine if you think you're pretty good and bad, you're a good lover, and your partner's saying you're horrible, but you think you're pretty good? Yikes! Yeah, and we're all so different, right? So right. maybe maybe it worked with the last partner that you were with. And it does, you are not the same. So with the last, or your new partner is different. So the last partner really liked, you know, hard, strong, you know, penetration. And the partner that you're with now enjoys it more, you know, more soft and slow and gentle. Mm -hmm. And we're all different. So that's why communication is so important. There is no, this is how you become a good lover, except for to say that when you are attuned with your partner, when you take your time, when you are able to communicate effectively, when you're able to not be in your head and really be truly in the moment. And it is a skill. So we do get better with experience as we get older, but experience and age by themselves aren't enough. It's kind of like to say that, well, as we get older and we live longer, that we're automatically going to become wiser and better people. Mm-hmm. Not if it's not something that we don't, we'll say, focus on or hone. So these ways to learn how to be a better lover is really about you understanding yourself and being able to communicate and attune to your partner as well. So there's a lot of things that she can do here. Say, for instance, a couple want to learn a musical instrument together. Mm -hmm. They want to learn to speak a language together. Mm -hmm. The beauty of that is you're going in kind of both wide-eyed, little or no experience. You're learning together. Then you practice together. Then you see the progress you're making. But that sharedness, the shared quality of we're doing this together can apply that on just in the bedroom as well, obviously. Yeah. But it's that you've already thought, hey, what do you want to learn? Let's learn Italian. Awesome. We're going to take a class. Or I like piano. Well, I like guitar. Let's figure out. Okay, let's do piano together. At least you've already had a conversation. You've talked about it. You reap the rewards. You're in on it together. And actually, that's something that I talk about a lot with my clients is that it's if you think about and I actually use the example of playing a piano. Let's say you know how to play the piano. In other words, you both know how to have sex. You had sex, uh, just because you know how to play it doesn't mean that you can't really grow that skill. Exactly. And you, you can definitely do it together. So as you practice, you become more comfortable. And mm-hmm. as you become more comfortable and you become more skilled, it just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. And the music gets more, becomes more beautiful mm-hmm. as time goes on. And it can be like that with sex. The other thing I can say is, you know, look at sometimes people do have some sexual problems that they can benefit from seeing a sex therapist and getting some outside help. So, you know, you start off with being able to have some, some conversations about it, being able to let your partner know what it is that you want by making some request. Those are important things. And if there are bigger things that maybe we don't even know what they are, mm-hmm. right? And you can benefit from some outside help. A sex therapist is a great way to get that kind of help that you might need. So go to ASECT. 
aasect.org. That's A-A-S-E-C-T.org. And you can find a sex therapist, a certified sex therapist in your area. And get some help. It's definitely a worthwhile thing. I know I've helped many couples that were not able to do it on their own. And that's not, doesn't make you a bad person. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's It's just, we need help sometimes. You're literally a doctor who can fix things. It's no different if you were an orthopedic surgeon, somebody came in with a dislocated elbow, you could say, this is what I'm going to do. And you're not going to say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not in to do that. You, of course, you're going to follow the advice. Question I have for you is, if, say, for instance, this person came in to see you. I have this relationship. The guy's a horrible lover. Would you then have him in in a separate session or before her session and say, can you tell me how your love life is? And if he says, oh, I'm great. I feel like really, I do take care of business. Would you want to find that out before you could see them together? His attitude? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, ideally, it would be good to see them together. But I could see her alone first, find out what's going on. What I do when I see couples and look at sex is a partnership, right? It's a partner thing. It's two people. So there are times that I'll work just with an individual person, a male, for example, who's having performance anxieties, having trouble with his erections. or I'm just saying that to find out what his attitude is, because I don't want to be sitting in a room. "Eh, Okay, we'll go see a therapist. And all of a sudden, well, tell me what the problem is. Well, my sex life is horrible. It's like the first time I hear about it is... In a- well, if she's telling him she wants to go to a sex therapist, I think he's he's got it. He knows that there's something going on. They really think if you question them, oh, how's your sex life? Oh, it's great. You know, I think my wife's Well, not happy. when they're sitting in front of a sex therapist. <laughs> the writing is on the wall. When your partner says, I want to go, us to go see a sex therapist, at that point, you know. The jig is up, as they say. Uh, so what I do is I do spend time with both of them together. I, I want them to be able to obviously work together in this area and be able to have a safe place to communicate. And I do like to spend some time with each of them alone, which I always do, so I can find out a little bit more. Yeah, Sometimes it's easier to speak more candidly when their partner's not there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't want to hurt their feelings, or maybe there's something that they're embarrassed about. So I, I do spend time with each of them alone, but the process is really about both of them working on this together. So that is best done when, when they're both coming in. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good question. It's, it's sex therapist is a, is a great way to go. And oftentimes, you know, it can just be a couple of sessions. It doesn't necessarily need to be a big thing. And it's about enhancement. It's kind of like we'll hire a trainer at the gym when we want to get into shape. We can do it on our own, sure. but when we want to have some help because we want to have stronger muscles, having somebody there to, to help us do that because they're knowledgeable about mm-hmm. the best way, the safest way, and the best, easiest way to get there. Why not? We have another question. We'll do this. will be our last question for the day. This is from a woman named Stephanie. I recently found out that my boyfriend has been cheating on me, but I haven't told him that I know because I don't want him to know I was snooping on him. I'm thinking it would just be easier to leave him, but I do love him. Yikes. Again, I'd like to know how long they've been going out, and is she just that way? She's uh, snooping, I'm assuming, computer or phone she's looking at. Yeah, the reason why she was snooping on him, probably, at least in, in my experience, what I have found that when a partner is snooping or spying on their partner, it's usually not for nothing. I mean, it could be because of their own history. They had a partner who cheated on them, so we'll just say that they are living in fear, and so they're you know kind of paranoid and always looking for signs. But more often than not, it's because there's something that doesn't feel right for them. Mm-hmm. There's something that doesn't feel right. They don't yeah. know what's true, what's not 
not true. So they resort to this kind of snooping or spying, which, you know, nobody really wants to do that. Nobody's proud of it. So I understand, Stephanie, why you would be embarrassed by that. But again, you were right. right? You had a suspicion. Something was going on. Something wasn't right for you. And this is what you did to find out what was true. And you found out. Could you just leave him? Sure. You could. I guess it does depend, right? It's like what you said, Mark. You say you love him. Is the relationship solid enough that this is worth your while to work through this? I will tell you that I work with many couples who are, we'll say, recovering or healing from a betrayal or an affair. And oftentimes their relationship through doing this work, and it is a process and it's not easy or quick, but their relationship can grow and evolve to something much richer and deeper. But you really have to be ready to make that commitment. And you have to know that he's wanting to do that. You are going to have to let him know. I mean, you can't avoid it if you want to be with him. You could just break up with him and just go, sure. okay, I'm done. But I don't think it, that's going to be good for your personal growth. Guy, I just, it sounds just so soap opera shit in a way. It, okay, you're going to confront him. Okay, great. What is this? If he's going to cop to it or not, he's going to lie about it or not. And then he's going to flip it like everybody would because they would, I'm caught. What about you? How did you find out? Yeah, what are you doing on my computer? That's not, you didn't trust me. Well, I didn't trust you because you did this. Well, and that's the reason I did it because you don't trust me. Right. I mean, we could say that you are both guilty of some bad behavior. It doesn't sound like the most solid relationship as far as trust and. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they can't work through it. You know, there always is a possibility and you have to be accountable when you make a decision to do something just like he made the decision to cheat on you. Now he needs to be accountable for his choices. You made the decision to snoop on him. You need to be accountable for your choices. It doesn't, you know, it's not about whether it was justified or not. It's not the way that you want to behave and, and hopefully not the way he wants to behave, but you're going to find out a lot about him when you let him know that, you know, I mean, you could try asking him first, you know, Hey, I want to know. Is there someone else? Have you been cheating on me? Or I don't really like the word cheat, but have you been seeing someone else? And see what he says. And if he denies it, and even if he doesn't, you can let him know. I think you need to, again, be accountable for your actions. You know, I was feeling really uncertain and some things didn't feel right. So I did, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I did go on your computer and I saw these things. And so I know the truth and I want to know what it is that's going on with you. Tell me. Do you want to weigh things like, uh, okay, say for instance, he says yes. Then you're going to say why? Well, because you're no good and bad or you're tired, you're bored, whatever. And this girl was super hot or whatever. You got to deal with that reality. Then you got to think, do I really want to work through this knowing this has happened? And then cop to the fact that you snooped. And also I think in the back of my mind, because of my population I work with, you got to think of safety. You want to know if this is a person who's going to be even keeled enough to just say, oh, you snooped and you found out I was cheating? Yeah, okay, fine. Versus someone's going to react like, what the F are you doing? This is bullshit. I'm out of here. Kind of well, thing. and if that's what you have, then I'm going to say, yes, then you want to break up. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I just think it's almost worse than the... It than sounds the like if it's just a relationship, not a marriage, not a live-in, hopefully no kids. I mean, we don't know. Exactly. And so, but just if it's just the relationship part... But it sounds like they have, they have an understanding and a commitment. It sounds like that they're 
that they're not going to see anyone else. Right. Obviously, if they had a different kind of understanding or an agreement that she wouldn't be writing this email. Has she ever had it happen before? And has she ever done it to someone else before? I think that's relevant. How? Because that way she's going to become from a point of view of going, okay, I've been there. I know the pain and, and anxiety can cause. I can work through it. Or it's never happened to me before. I would never do something like that. I'm true blue and this is what it is. And now you've crossed the line. Yeah. I mean, the reality is we really don't know. No. We really don't know how we're going to deal with a situation. We all say, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't say, if I found out that my partner was lying to me that I or cheating on me, that I would leave them. I, everyone says that. Mm -hmm. And yet there are many people who don't. So you never really know until you're faced with that situation. I'm going to say the most important part is not so much your past, but what about this relationship, about who this guy is, how he's handling it. There's always reasons. Right. It doesn't justify the behavior, but it is important to understand if you want to work through it. And again, there, if there's something really great here, this is a great relationship and this might be a cry for help. There's been some things wrong with the relationship for a while and mm -hmm. they didn't know how to talk about it or, or they tried, but they weren't effective. And so this was kind of a really just kind of a, Hey, this is a, a red flag. Something's terribly wrong here, which is often the case. It can be an opportunity to work through it. But again, if they've been dating for a couple of months, this is, you know, they don't right. really have anything. It's like, yeah, do you, do you don't necessarily want to do this work, but it's up to you because there is potential growth for both people when you can confront something like this and learn some more about it and about you and work to we'll say heal the hurt that was caused and understand what was going on in the relationship before this person. It's not always, by the way, about the relationship. It could be for a number of different reasons, mm -hmm. but to understand it, if there is enough, we'll just say, desire from both people to say, hey, I love you enough that I, I really want to figure this out with you and grow towards something else, our relationship to be better. And it, there could be something great there. Again, you really can't do it alone. This is something that even with a trained therapist, it's difficult work. Right. But when you are determined to do it and you're both willing to put forth the effort, go to a therapist who is trained in this area and you can get a lot of help there. Those there is a, if Stephanie's out there, she could fill us in because there's a voluminous amount of information that we don't have. Right. That is relevant. You know, it's tricky because when, um, when I get these questions, and believe me, I have got questions in the past that are pages long, and I don't really enjoy those either because at that point, it's like, give me a call and let's schedule right. an appointment. Right. There are so many different nuances and details that make a difference in some of these answers, but I'm hoping that we are answering these questions in ways that whatever your situation is, you can take something from it and, exactly. yeah, and apply it to your own situation. So we don't know the details, but there's still enough there, hopefully, that you can say, okay, I'm thinking about this in a different way, and maybe I can try this or that. But definitely send us your comments, any other questions you have, because we, we really want to hear them, and we'll get back to you. We will be doing another show. I don't Absolutely. know, probably, uh, probably in, a, in a few weeks, we'll do another answer questions sure. show. And next week, we are going to be talking about oral sex. That's what we're going to be talking about, which is probably why I, I answered oral sex with that first question. It was on my mind. It's not a bad thing to have on your mind. <laughs> no, oral sex, why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the first time it's been on my mind. What can I say? And but I know it's not the first time it's been on your I mind. I never think about it, ever. <laughs> ever. 
Anyways, thank you all for listening. We so appreciate you tuning in. If you like what we're doing, please do subscribe to us. Give us a positive review. It helps us really do more for you. So we do appreciate that. And the action step I really want to give for today is really just to send us more questions. Send us those questions. Mm -hmm. Send us your comments. Whatever the comments are, we really do want to hear them. So that's it for this week, and we will be seeing you soon. All right. Take care. Bye, everyone.